I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Before this week's episode of Sexy Unique Podcast gets underway, I have a few key announcements to make. Number one, Saving Sex in the City 3 is back, baby. For those of you who are not in the know and are curious as to what the fuck I'm talking about, I'll tell you. My passion podcast, Saving Sex in the City 3, is a podcast where 
I, Lara Marie Shanehalls, and a guest make up a plot for the Sex in the City 3 movie that never happened. It is really, I think, a crown jewel in the body of work that I produce. And I love it. It makes me laugh so hard. And I think it will make you guys laugh too. There are brand new episodes released every Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever the fuck else you get your pods. I have great guests on there. This week's guest, Jordan Firstman, killed me. Betty Who has been a guest. Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek has been a guest. Quality is high, and the lols are there, as well as tears and emotional moments. So check it out. Listen to it. Of course, subscribe, rate it five stars, leave a glowing review, support me in my endeavors. And speaking of supporting my endeavors, I have to say a huge thank you as per usual to all my patrons on Patreon. You guys are everything to me. And I say it every week, but I mean it every week. You're the executive producers of Sexy Unique Podcast. You keep the hot, fresh Vanderpump Rules content coming week to week. And I couldn't do this podcast without you. And if you're looking to get involved, if you want to help the pod grow, it's very easy to do that. All you have to do is go to www.patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast. And it is there that you will find all the information you need to become a supporter of SUP. For as little as a $1 commitment per episode, you will have access to weekly bonus episodes, as well as recaps of seasons one and two of Vanderpump Rules. And if you really want to flex and pledge over a dollar per episode, there are plenty of tiers that you can get involved with that have great rewards attached to them. And the biggest reward is knowing that you're supporting a great cause, which is me talking about Vanderpump Rules. So go to patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast for more details. Finally, I have a store and that store sells merch that's all about this podcast. And it's quality merch. It's great merch. There's nothing but amazing merch in the sexy unique store. And you can check out that merch at sexyuniquestore.com. There are stickers, posters, there's a Lindsay Lohan, I feel like Putin hat, and more merch on the way. So log on the internet and visit www.sexyuniquestore.com for all your merch needs. That was a lot of info, but you know I have to do it. And now I'll stop doing it and present to you this week's episode of SUP. This is the Sexy Unique Podcast, an exploration of Vanderpump Rules. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you. And I'm your host, like Lara Marie like Shane Hall. Yeah. Everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it easy. I hope you cakes up. London with the beach, here we go so in. Then we go with a friend, you be both win. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of a Sexy Unique Podcast. I am your host, Lara but you know that already. And with me today 
is a relatively, I would say you're new to the game of Vanderpump Rules. Yes. It's Lewis Peitzman. So you started watching this past summer, right? Yes. And you had some epic, like an epic thread of tweets. It's still going. Yeah. It's ongoing. Many people alerted me to it. I was glad to see you come around. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of start every Bravo franchise like late and then Mm -hmm. I just catch up really quickly. Um, but I, I was so overdue for Vanderpump Rules and I just, I couldn't, I was resentful of the show because when I was watching Beverly Hills, like when they did like kind of the backdoor spinoff thing, yeah. like I was not happy about that. I was like tricked into watching it. We kind of were. like what they did with this like Summer House where they sort of like, you know what I mean? Like I was like, just let me find it on my own. Don't mm-hmm. force me into this. <laughs> Don't make so me like the bait. on principle, I didn't watch Vanderpump Rules for so long and then I watched it and I was like, oh, this is the greatest show ever made. Why was I so foolish? Um, yeah, and now I'm obviously hooked. Yeah, everyone I think comes into Vanderpump on their own time. Like <laughs> you have to let it find you. Yeah, I, like I was definitely turned off at first by it, and then it sucked me in. Right, and now it's like I have no place else to go. Right, right. Yeah. Now it's just yeah. I think it really it feels like a show that I didn't even I didn't care about at all. Now it's the center of my universe. Exactly. So, um, which is fine. I've I've learned to accept that. Um, what do you think of season seven so far? Um, I'm really, I mean, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I, I'm not like, I, I think that like, I know people are sort of, a lot of people I've talked to feel like it's sort of tired at this point. Like it's lost a little bit of its, its luster, mm-hmm. but I think because I'm so late in the game, like I just am kind of in it, whatever happens. You're like, happy with it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not, it's certainly not like the craziest season. Yeah. But I, but I mean, I still get a kick out of it and I, I love everyone, even the ones that are monsters. I love it. Like, I, I'm happy that you have that perspective on it. Cause I was like, I think I'm getting a little disenfranchised with the rule, like the world of Vanderpump right. rules. Like I've been on this train for so long and like, I, it's like a heroin addiction. Like, sure. Yeah. If I'm going to go like cop a bag in the streets, it needs to be like really strong shit that Just I'm slamming pure. into my yeah. veins. Yeah. Right. Like I can't do this like budget heroin. Sure. Only yeah. the best. Yeah. I think the things that I find, like, even as, like, a relative newcomer that I that I find a little tiresome is, like, the conceit that, like, these people have actual jobs and, like, we need to care about that is, like, has gotten less and less realistic as the show has got, gone on. Yeah. And so, like, you know, last week having uh, Lala have to ask Lisa for time off, which was just, like, so <laughs> ludicrous because, like, no one believes that, you know? Um, and obviously, like, all the stuff with James's job is, like, really confusing because, like, really it seems like the issue is that he doesn't want to get kicked off the show, mm-hmm. but we can't talk about that. So we're talking about his DJ set, which like, I don't yeah. think he actually, and that's not going to make or break his, his income, which also it's like, I love that he's fired as a DJ from sir, but is still a DJ at pump. Right. So then like totally different big worlds. deal. Yeah. Like uh, unclear the continuity on that's not great. Mm-mm. Then, and I love that no one even really like addressed that in this episode. Right. Fully like, no, not at all. And I two. have to like wonder if they're bringing his brother in, in case they have to get rid of James and they just need another like skeezy British guy. If they're like, we're just going to bring a younger version in. We need like younger version. I wish like everyone's siblings would, just join like i'm ready to extend this universe to all family members i i say get the mom right their own spin-off show god some of those mo- the moms those are so moms. dark-sided though i can't oh i can <laughs> well so we have what happened to teddy's brother is he tbd we don't know yet right like, i hope he comes back around um and then 
Ariana's brother. Ariana's brother is kind of just like there, but no one. I think he's proved to be not compelling television. Right. He was like going to date Billy for a second. He and Billy did kind of date right. for a second. And but then, what, that was the whole thing was so annoying because was it, it was Stassi and I forget who else like pointed out that he was like inappropriate with them yeah and like it, that could have actually been something but they kind of just shut it down yeah it was a good thing to bring up and because I feel like so many women have been in that situation where yeah. like a guy is just like grossly hitting on you right and instead it got really warped I think everything that like could be a good positive conversation that feels of the moment on the show right get, goes through some sort of like vortex and then ends up being like doing the opposite of what right it it's like be. they had they, they started to approach having a conversation <laughs> about like including trans people and in, in women-centric spaces and suddenly it turned into something totally different that made no sense yeah but they were so close to making a point so close and like i think like i stand with like roxanne gay who was on the pod where she's like any kind of like discussion around this is like it's good to just have even yeah. if it's not really doing what it's supposed to be doing right. it's cool that it's like in that universe but yeah like no one can really get it right on right. the show when it comes to like commenting on current events yeah and like maybe eventually they will have a cast member who's not white you know we could we can dream One and day, uh, maybe they'll find <laughs> a person of color and then God. like include them on the show like as if we don't live in a very multicultural city right yeah. well they're, they're clearly trying or like even like a gay guy i would love to see a gay man Right, yeah, they don't have any gay people in West Hollywood. Is the problem? No, I know that's really straight around so these parts. That's the that's the real issue there. Oh, we were also having like a interesting convo about Housewives of Beverly Hills, which I'm back watching. Because, You're back on, yeah. The fall of Lisa Vanderpump. The fall is of Lisa upon Vanderpump. Uh, yeah, it's coming. It's mm-hmm. coming. It's overdue. I went to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills premiere last yeah. week. And Lisa was nowhere to be found. So she, I thought she did come. She didn't come. She came on the early side, I think, because it started at seven. I arrived like around seven twenty-five. So by that time, she was gone. Right. And so I think she came in, took a picture with like Erica Jane, and then bounced. Is that the only one she's like on good terms with? Now? I guess it was the only person or on fine terms. Yeah, on fine terms. And then she went to Tom Tom. Ugh, Tom Tom. Have you been to Tom Tom? Oh, have I been to Tom Tom? Okay, <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a nightmare experience at Tom Tom. What? What happened? Okay, this is now <laughs> this is funny because this is the second Bravo podcast that I've told this story on, but it's like not a big deal because I'll tell it on every Bravo podcast. Okay, first of all, like I root for Tom Tom because like despite everything, I love Tom Schwartz. I just think he's such a cutie pie, <laughs> and like he just keeps fucking up and i keep being like i love him um and you know sandoval's fine too yeah um so i was like i want to go to tom tom and i had i had not been back to la since i started watching the show mm-hmm. so i was like i want to do like all the vanderpump establishments i've been to villa blanca because yeah. i watched beverly hills but um so we like we went to sir and my friend was like no let's go to tom tom for real food because they have good food there mm-hmm. um so we went to tom tom and we like got a table and um the food looked good. So I was like excited about the possibility of having like actually like a reasonable, like tasty food at a Vanderpump establishment, which yeah. is never a guarantee. No, it's a, you're really rolling the dice. You really are. Um, what did you order? 
So I got, uh, we shared the, well, the, we got the uh, cauliflower, buffalo cauliflower, which is oh, really yeah. good. And then that I was, had, that's delicious. Yeah, it's so good. And then I ordered truffle mac and cheese, um, which was fucking terrible. Yeah, that veers in a bad direction. Um, it's all about the um, bacon gruyere mac and right. cheese. Right. So I don't eat, I don't eat meat. Oh, yeah. Well, but guess what? I got mm. served the bacon mac and cheese anyway because. <laughs> They didn't understand <laughs> what was happening. Um, no, but it started out. Okay, so we get there and like we're sitting down um, and we ordered our drinks. I, I, I say, can I get like, do you have any virgin drinks? Because mm-hmm. I wasn't drinking at the, at the, at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, sure, we have this like one mocktail. I was like, great, what's in it? And he goes, oh, it's rum and then other ingredients. And I was like, okay, cool. So that's not a virgin. And he was like, oh, I guess you wouldn't have rum in there, huh? He called it a mocktail. Right. This is like this that. is this is like we're off to like a great start with yeah. this. So I get the drink which did not have rum in it. Um and we were like, Can we get some water? And he's like, sure. We don't get water. It's very difficult to get water at Tom Tom. Ten minutes later, he comes back and says we're having a technical problem with the water. Oh, okay. Um, we didn't get water until we were about to leave. We mm. asked several times throughout. They were out of glasses, apparently, but they couldn't just give us water on like a martini. Like I would have drinking water out of anything at that point. Yeah. Um, so that was a problem. Then we were like joking, like what if the next thing, like what if our, like there are no plates and they come back and they're like, we're actually having a problem with the plates as well and the silverware. So they brought us the food, but there was nothing to serve it on, and there was no silverware. What? How did they bring it to you? In trays, but they didn't have like they didn't give us any individual plates. They like bring it in their hand. I you wish just, like eat it out of their hands like a. Well, dog. I would have done that because they were all really attractive. <laughs> but then the guy comes back and is like, is like, uh, oh, we have forks and hands us individual forks. Okay. It was sort of unbelievable. Um, kept asking for water and they were like, can we get you more drinks? And we were like, how about just water as a beverage option? They're like, why don't you bring a glass of ice and we'll let it melt and it then was, I'll drink it. Right. Then there was like, my friends got the chicken, the fried chicken sandwich that he was like, we're out of, he's like, we're out of the bread for that. And they were like, great. Serve it on literally anything. Comes back. He's like, we're actually out of the fried chicken. Um, this is a, not even just like an off night. This is like, no, ev- but everything went wrong. And then, um they were mostly really nice the guy was like the waiter clearly was like terrified we were gonna like yell at him and yeah and so my friend was like like i know it's not your fault don't worry about it like most of us have been servers and the waiter goes like yeah i mean you just do this for a while and hope something better comes along and it just had this this, real talk it was very real but also very dark um and then they served me the bacon mac and cheese even though they said it was here's the truffle mac and cheese and i like got it i was like this smells like bacon Mm -hmm. um which it was um all that happened they didn't comp anything, which I thought was crazy because everything went wrong. I think if you ask to comp, because I was there on Friday night, I had a girl's night out at Tom Tom. Yeah. And uh, which marks my 10th time being there. Amazing. So I feel like at this point they should hire me as like a consultant because I could <laughs> tell them like what just for quality control. Right. But if you ask them, if you just explain like, hey, this wasn't so great. Like, do you mind comping this? Like, I feel like they're open to that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a very like a negotiation friendly. (laughs) Right. We should have said something. I was, it was one of those things where like things kept going wrong. And like, for me, when I go to a restaurant, like if a couple, it was like such a disaster that first I was like, this is funny. And then like, by the end, I was actually getting really frustrated because I was like, I was really thirsty. I was like, I wanted like, <laughs> like the mac and cheese, my mac and cheese finally came like half an hour later and then mm. it was disgusting. Mm-hmm. And the food was like generally pretty good, but that mac and cheese was like not I don't trust tasty. 
their ability to procure like delicious truffles no you know what it, i mean it, it like i feel like, like they're yeah. gonna buy truffles like off the budget shelf at like home goods right like and, sure and they like don't really understand like what truffles are and where they come yeah. from it, so i stay away from anything too like fancy sounding that, that makes sense but um it's really up and down like there is no it's tom tom is the crown gem in the like, crown jewel in the Vanderpump Empire. Right. But it's still like you just never know what you're gonna get. Right. I mean, I have to say, like, you know, the the server was very nice despite like everything going wrong. And I did feel bad for him. And like we waited in line for a bit, but then we like got a booth to ourselves and it was really nice. Mm-hmm. Like it was I liked I liked the vibe in there, even though it's like also kind of tacky and terrible. Like I appreciated what was happening. Yeah. Um, but then Lisa walked in. Mm, and then and everything I, changed. Well, no, but I really <laughs> like I've never like I would never complain to Lisa about like the service somewhere, but I was like, I kind of wanted to say something to her because i know how seriously she pretends to take that stuff and i wanted to be like i have to tell you that this is like that everything's wrong with this meal i wish that you had done that can you imagine that she would have just like i don't know what she would have done i don't know either like i'm terrified like my stomach like just, just dropped right. hearing you I even couldn't, describe I couldn't that process it. but like she does deserve to know like someone right. needs to be alerted the thing that was frustrating is like it was like on the verge of being like a good meal like like of all like the you know the the Vanderpump establishments like it was so clearly the one that was closest to being really good yeah or at least like really solid that I was frustrated that like everything was it was a problem I'd give it like I'd give it a seven out of ten that's as good. far as restaurant which is good it's not right. great and it gets just knocked down because it's like you just can't trust that you're gonna get the same quality meal every time right. you go there so they really need to work on that but I'm also curious like I don't it's wild to me with as much like claiming that they care so much about the quality of their restaurants that their restaurants are so bad like lisa and kent like right do they care I, truly? It's, it's weird and you know villa blanca was the first one i went to mm-hmm. because um we, we had family brunch there because my I, i'm from beverly hills I, my parents do not live there anymore thank god but we used to live there and so when i was home for whatever like i was like let's go to villa blanca yeah. for a meal and it was like it wasn't even that it was like that bad. It was just like so aggressively mediocre that it was like kind of shocking because it's like played up on the show as like, Beautiful, you know, a, a, like a fine dining establishment. Yeah. And like, it was not, it was, it was totally, I had like a really terrible omelet from what I remember. Um, yeah. I would stay away from yeah, any I'm going egg. to, I'm going to serve this, this upcoming weekend for brunch for the first time. Oh, that is a real gamble. I just have to do it. You have you know, to do I it. I have to just do I'm it. I'm like love and light to you, but also <laughs> I'm worried. I think yeah. an, a, a, I would just stick to like a French toast, like waffle okay. vibe. Like I just don't trust their ability to execute an egg without it going, becoming like just a sulfur <laughs> hard sure. mound. You know um, what I mean? Oh, I forgot about my favorite part about Tom Tom, which is when our candle blew out. <laughs> um, and the guy came over and we were like, he, he was like, Oh, your candles out. I was like, we were like, yeah, could you light it for us? And he goes, I'm not going to light it. If you're just going to blow it out as soon as I walk away. Oh. And we were like, Oh, okay well we're not like trolling you can you light our candle and he was such a dick about it wow. it was kind of it was kind of amazing tom um, tom get yeah. it together but tom and tom were not there 
I think yeah. they were. Oh, I think they were away because I know that everyone went out for, to Vegas for Britney's birthday. Oh yeah, the whole um, crew. Yeah, so I think on they a were, private. They were not. They were not there. Yeah, when I was there, Tom Schwartz was there, and he was really hamming it up to everyone. At well, the he would be. Yeah, yeah and which was a good call because uh, like the line starts forming pretty early. Yeah, for Tom, Tom. We didn't have to. We didn't wait that long, which was nice. Um, and like yeah, so Lisa was there, uh, and then when I left, Ken was there. People were taking selfies with him, and he looked like he would rather be anywhere else. Um, it was really like he looked so dead behind the eyes. Yeah. The wild thing, too, is that Ken is always available for a selfie. Yeah. And Lisa is like very rarely. I think sh- they have a deal where she's like, you put your foot forward as like the selfie guy. Right. And then every once in a while, like if you have. If you approach her with like a backstory and some humility, you right. might be able to get a selfie with Lisa. Yeah. I've interacted with her. I, I, I've interviewed her before for like various things, like mm-hmm. way back when I did some like phone interviews with her. So we never like had a, an IRL encounter. Yeah. Um, but I had a lovely phone conversation with her and I, I liked her back then. That was like season one of Beverly Hills. Oh, wow. So okay. it was like way, Throwing you know, it, it was, yeah. yeah, it was way back, way back when. Um, but yeah, I really just like had that urge to be like, Lisa, this is not up to Vanderpump standards. Yeah. Or it is. And that's the problem. Well, <laughs> or we need, to, we need to evaluate. But she gets so mad about it. There was someone at BuzzFeed, you know, where I formerly worked. Um, and this was like many years ago. Someone at BuzzFeed on the video team had tweeted about how like Villa Blanca sucks or something else. Like, it was mm-hmm. like, sure sucks. It was something about like her restaurants. And she got so mad that she like contacted BuzzFeed and was like, can you have this tweet deleted? Like what? This was like, she was so pissed That's about insane. it. It is insane. But also it was also, like, fix sh- your restaurant. Like someone tweeting about your shitty restaurant is right. not the problem. Your restaurant being shitty is the problem. Right. There was that scene on, on Vanderpump Rules where they're like reading the Yelp reviews mm-hmm. and it's like, and they were like some negative ones, but they were still like way more positive than the actual Yelp reviews are. <laughs> um, but yeah, she obviously cares at least about like the image of it, you know, and I never want to be like, Lisa, I'm going to tweet about how the restaurant sucks. Cause it's not like, you know, I'm not trying to, to be that person. I just was like, Tom, Tom should be better. Let's make Tom, Tom better. Let's make Tom, Tom great. Period. Not even again. <laughs> <laughs> just let's just make yeah, let's make Tom Tom great. I root hard for Tom Tom. Like it yeah. is actually one of my favorite restaurants in LA. One of the only places that I willingly spend my money, and I've spent a lot of it there. <laughs> but I just I have to. I know that I cannot venture out of a very specific few things on the menu. Right. Right. Yeah. So I just have a lot of passion for it. I want it to be good. I want something to be good. I am now thinking about that that cauliflower though. I'm it's so good. I have checked multiple times on Postmates to see if anyone delivers it and, and they no won't. one does. Ugh. Yeah. They don't do I don't think they do takeout. Or maybe Can you they, imagine trying to get like like trying to like walking into Tom Tom and trying to like get a takeout order. Like no. I just I am having a panic attack just thinking about it. Me too. I've never seen anyone taking takeout out of there and i know that they do have takeout and i've entertained the idea of trying to like call in an order but like if you think you've had a bad experience at tom tom just going and sitting (laughs) down you will be raked over the coal you won't even survive yeah no that's how you end your postmates career yeah as a driver and like as an orderer sure any (laughs) it's just bad all around you become like vegan like clean diet like you like clean up you don't even drink anymore like you change everything after that you have to you have to be reborn so this this is this your show sponsored by tom tom my show is sponsored by tom tom and now i also have like a tom tom hookup like i'm very friendly 
I'm friendly with one of the waiters there. So things are really looking up for me. It's not Lucas, is it? No, it's Logan. Okay, because Lucas is the one who was our our guy. Oh, yeah. No, Logan's the one that you want. If you okay. go to Tom Tom, you should ask if Logan's working and then get in his section because he Got will it. take care of you. I will look for Logan. Yeah. Um. Let's get into this yes. next episode. <laughs> I'm glad. Lisa, if you're listening, fix fucking Tom Tom. Um, okay, so Crazy Kristen has returned. Yes. This is what we deserve this is what yes. we waited all she season for. I have to be honest, though. Like, she doesn't even seem like crazy Kristen to me. She just seems like drunk, sad Kristen. Yeah, she's just This wasted. is not like... This is not like season two Kristen. No. Or like, you know, it's not like Where she's... Where she just is like... Like, on the prowl. Right. This is, this is like medicated Kristen who's happens to be drunk. Yeah. Like, has been drinking since 9 a.m. and didn't stop. Right. Yeah. It begins with Guillermo playing hardball with the Kennedy brothers. And (laughs) someone sent me a screenshot of like someone else commenting, being like, I think on like a post or something of James's or a Vanderpumper's post. And they were like, Guillermo shouldn't have been so mean to them. And they spelled Guillermo G-I-E-R-M-O, which I really... Okay, that's fine. I can understand how they they got there. (laughs) Um, I think my biggest takeaway from this is like, am I attracted to James's brother? I can't decide. I feel gross about it. I think that he will grow into his looks. Like right. James definitely did. Right. They both have like kind of an awkward, they have like awkward British face. Yeah. Where it's like they're def- he's de- James is like definitely handsome, but like it took a while to get past the sort of like gremlininess of it yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. Like and I think that Harry's just like very young. Yes. So if you give him like 5 years, right. he's going to be hot. Which I should because he's too young for me and I shouldn't even be thinking Yeah, about like how this. old is he? He's like 8. Or he's graduating he's legal. College. Yeah, I mean, so like, he's like 22. Okay, or so 21 that's fine. probably. Yeah, it's I've fine. done worse. Um yeah. Also, James is like the only person on the show who follows me on Twitter. I don't think he reads my tweets and probably doesn't listen to whatever podcast I link to. So I'm just going to assume that this is fine. Yeah. No, this is totally I also fine. fully did call him a gremlin at one point before he followed me. So I think it's okay. James, I think he likes a little bit of abuse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. Great. Perfect. Um, James is weeping after being just like burned by Guillermo. Also, like they're trying to pawn, side note, DJ Mickey off as like the new sir dj right and he has always been the sir dj right. until they actually hired a <laughs> dj named james kennedy yeah. so like don't fucking try and give me the runaround on dj mickey because i've got your fucking number good on you for calling them out on the, on, the, on that i'm just keeping Late it lie yeah yeah um so james and harry take to the alley to just like download and decompress which i was happy to see in alley we don't spend enough time in the alley anymore we never ever get any alley scenes and so this was a crucial moment so important the chairs are stacked it's it's been whitewashed <laughs> but it still is the alley we know and love yeah absolutely and i think also it was fitting to take like a new server or potential server right. to the alley to like just get them ease them into the job that's about to befall them i wonder if like I mean, I really do wonder, though, if they're trying to set him up to, like, actually be on the show, because I feel like they keep introducing people who don't end up working out for the show full time. Like, yeah. maybe because the cast is so set at this point. But, like, you know, is... Billy clearly wants to be full time. Oh, Billy would love nothing more. But that's, like, not going to happen. I don't see it happening. But the hard thing is, like, okay, I feel like the the cast of Vanderpump Rules 
maybe now they have a little bit more sense of humor about themselves. Yeah. But for the most part, and in my personal experience, their sense of humor and ability to loll at themselves is very low. Mm. And they also, but the egos are very high. So it's like, they now are stars and they consider themselves the stars of the show, which they are. But like, they don't understand that in order for this show to be good, they need to fight all the time and like fuck each other over and fuck with each other's lives and be incredibly disrespectful to each other and like cheat on each other and blah, blah, blah. But they're all friends now. But they're all friends now and their egos are so big that they're like, we're the stars of this show. Like no one knew is coming in. Like we're the OGs. So they create this like inability for the show to branch out and be good because i feel like the only way it's going to be really really good again is if you get new blood in there yeah it's weird though because like the thing about vanderpump rules is that like they actually are friends in real life and they hang out outside of the show whereas Mm -hmm. like on all the housewife shows i mean some of them are like that but a lot of them are just kind of like their their castmates yeah and so it's a little bit easier on like a housewife show to just throw in some new housewives and be like these are your new friends like and act like they've always been there yeah whereas on vanderpump rules like part of why the show has worked as well as it has for so long is that they have real relationships and they actually do care about each other. And so like they do, but they also don't because they're like, well, I feel like everyone come like, and especially the cast comes back and they're like, their comeback is like, we are friends and we're like a family. And right. like, it's like, okay, well you're a family that's like so fucking fucked up. They're incredibly dysfunctional, but I mean, they, they have real but history. They are tied together. They have yeah, real they history, have history and they like, like they came into the show when the show started, especially like they were all, actually dating with dating each other and sitting with each other and yeah. each other over that was all really organic mm-hmm. and so like it's it's hard to throw someone new in there and whenever they do it on Vanderpump Rules it feels even more artificial than on a housewife show true also because they find people from like casting like Vale where you're yeah, like where Vale is like not of this world right was very clear like clearly felt like she'd made a huge mistake like you could <laughs> right. t- see it all over right. her face She's they, like, like, what have they I couldn't done? actually force her to sleep with Jax but you could tell that they were like you should probably sleep with Jax and she's like no and they're like okay what about peter and she's like <laughs> fuck off <laughs> and then they're like this isn't gonna work out Vale. no but like Vail. okay the housewives new york housewives i haven't kept up with them but yeah. i do like i know like what's up with them but like they are not like their friends kind of irl and they still provide kind lots of, of like yeah. drama with I each mean, other uh, yeah they're kind of friends yeah. i think some of them are friends and some are not friends but like they all do a good job of like hanging out together and creating lots of beef with each right. other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like then still supporting like Luann's show in Miami and shit like that. Yeah, they, they, yes, they're like be- they're playing the game and giving the people what they want. Yeah, I mean, they kind of also understand what their, their role is more. I mean, the housewives do the same thing though that they're doing on Vanderpump Rules now, which is when they're tired of someone, they, they don't just fight with them, they just try to push them off the show entirely, which yeah. is like what they're doing with James and. To a lesser extent, to Sheena, who's just kind of like, I know, you know, a non-entity at this point. It's so, it's lame. It's yeah. way more entertaining for everyone if you just like are a total asshole to someone. I mean, you're getting paid the big bucks. Like, what do you actually care at the end of the day? Right. It is a show after all. I think everyone wants to, I think all everyone on Vanderpump Rules at this point has looked terrible mm-hmm. at one point or another. And I think they probably want to avoid that. I mean, I know, also but it's because, like, honey, you are on Vanderpump Rules, not like looking good all the time. No, but I think that like, look at what, look at Kristen. Like, I think that, you know, she clearly must have been either directly or indirectly threatened with getting demoted and had to like yeah. <laughs> spring it this season because like 
her whole thing. I mean, she, her and Stassi, they've, it's all about like their, their growth, right? Like they were yeah. totally crazy and mean. And now they're like Zen and like Kristen, doing it. I think it's the same bitch. She always was sure. Just but like she, a little bit of Prozac. Yeah. Well, yeah. or a but lot. I mean, aren't you know? we all? And exactly. Loxetine <laughs> saves lives. But, um, yeah. So, so I think that, that, you know, they are trying to kind of find the balance between being good TV and like not looking insane. Yeah. Which well, is hard. I, it is hard. I appreciate what a struggle that must be, but I'm also <laughs> like, I hope you're like, as a viewer, you're like, step it up, get your shit together and serve it in season eight. Like 2020 is around the corner and <laughs> I'm not trying to like sit through another season of this shit again. Well, th- we'll see what happens because like, they really, I think they really do want James off the show, but like if James is the only person they genuinely hate, then like what happens after that? I don't think Lisa's going to fire James. I just think that she has a soft spot. I think that she and Jackie, Jacqueline have some sort of like deal with Satan. That, like, <laughs> where, like she gets to ask Lisa things and then Lisa gives her what she wants. Like there's some weird pact there. Like James isn't going anywhere. He's no, also I, the best. He's right. also giving like, the best show this season. Right. That's what I mean. If they got rid of him, what would they even do? Where's yeah. the conflict? Yeah. They need to watch Chicago, the musical, <laughs> uh-huh. and then just like take notes from that. Like, I feel like I want to sit them down and play like Richard Gere singing, give him the old razzle dazzle. Uh-huh. And be so like, that, you guys need to be giving more razzle dazzle. Yeah. We need razzle dazzle. We need Roxy Hart right. drama. Like, I mean, I think that like, I kudos to Billy for trying. I don't think she did a good job at stirring up shit, but she at least was like trying to create drama for the show, mm-hmm. which like good for her. Yeah. I give her five stars for that. I, I wish it had been. Billy I wish Jean. it had been better. But I think that, like when she would like went up to them at brunch and was like, "By the way, I don't like you." I was like, "Good for you." <laughs> you know, like be really inappropriate in the workplace. That's what the show was founded on. Was yes. like was like forgetting that you're at your job and just like starting shit with people you shouldn't be starting shit with. Yeah, I can't imagine like how difficult that would be too. Is like an outsider with like a camera crew around you, and your whole thing is to like approach. Stassi and like someone else or like Katie and someone else or just the witches of WeHo and like stir up trouble right. with them. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? Props to Billy Lay. Um, James apologizes to his brother for quote crying like a little pussy which made me really sad. I was like James like you don't need to apologize for your emotions. No but he is very emotional this season. He's so emotional but he resolves to continue on the sober path. And then Harry's like, oh, yeah, how's that going? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't like to think too much about that family because it makes me sad. But there's like a lot of unspoken weirdness there that we'll never quite unpack. Layers upon layer. Like we would write novels about like, just like the dysfunction. The and- dad and the mom and like... There's a really good red carpet photo of James's mom and dad like from the 90s or early 2000s. And you see like the magic that was probably there. Did you see what Kristen and her mom were tweeting about James's mom? No, this was like, I want to say it was like in December. It was very weird. I was like, I don't remember how I found it. I think like it was, I was looking at Kristen's mom's Twitter the way you do. Mm -hmm. And somehow like she'd retweeted something that Kristen said that basically implied, if not outright said that James's mom had stolen Kristen's money and pills out of her purse when they were together. Wow. I know that she had stolen Kristen's credit card and right. used it to pay for Botox. Yes. Once. Okay. That, that might have been part of it, but My also, queen. but also pills. <laughs> I love what kind of pills. I don't know. Yeah. What kind of pills did Kristen have in her purse? I'm sure it was like Xanax or something. Yeah. 
I don't think it's anything like that good, you know? I mean, if you're carrying around Xanax in your purse, you're pretty That's much asking for, for right, exactly. to steal them. What do you, yeah, you can't just like have narcotics on your person. Yeah, come on. Don't be silly. Um, James, then he's like, okay, we're going to go shopping. We're going to get some black jeans. <laughs> and I was like, what is the obsession with black jeans? I was wondering also, if that was like a sir. Was it like a sir uniform thing? But it must be kind of like related to the uniform. Yeah. Weird. But the first time I heard it, I was like, wow, they just are going to go black jean shopping. Like he fun. was so pumped for it too. I know. And it's on him. And I just, it's sweet that he pays for everything. But I'm, I also, I just, feel for him because i feel like he's probably in that like phase of just making real money for the first time right and like i just don't i don't want him to like go broke right and i feel like he probably is he's giving his mom so much money he's giving his mom like two hundred dollars every other day (laughs) which amounts to like almost like anywhere between like 2400 and like three grand a month right well you need that you know you definitely need that that for like basic just like whatever (laughs) basic drugs so if you're like (laughs) it's expensive to be her yeah but i just paraphrase erica jane i'm really i'm nervous um Jax is pretending to work behind the bar (laughs) and and sir is also empty right well yeah because he's not gonna actually serve real people classic and then peter there's one moment where peter's like hey how's it going and jack's like great great i have to be out of here by four when it looks like he had just gotten there to like (laughs) be on shift for the night so he's confused about what the timeline of his so i mean like what do you think the show could ever just drop the pretense or no at this point it feels like i mean one would think that they could i don't know who the person i'm sure it's lisa who's saying like no we need to have it where they're working it so right. that's the whole it's thing. weird though because like you know Kristen and stassi have not worked there for so long and they're still on the show and yeah. like i feel like like i wonder i feel like people would still go there even if no one worked there just because well i don't think people and people people don't go to sir now expecting to see jacks behind the bar right no, like that's not I gonna happen think, so. i feel like people don't go to sir anymore unless like the cast is throwing like a party there and says they're gonna be there but even like last tuesday it was like spicy tequila tuesdays with tom sandoval and i stopped in after the housewives of beverly hills premiere and like no one was there like was tom sandoval there tom sandoval was there and all the people that were there were clustered in front of him like waiting for a cocktail right but like it was not nearly as full as like a see you next tuesday was he was he making the drinks yeah okay yeah he was working hard good for him yeah i appreciate the hustle like and i'm here for it but i'm just saying like i don't think sir is the attractive place that it once was right i mean that's where you it's where you go if you want to see lisa's kids yeah (laughs) they're always max poor max who somehow has not been able to like leverage his way out of being a busser at sir yeah i did see pandora when i was at sir yeah pandora is always like floating around classic pandy yeah i uh i worry about max yeah me too but i think he's okay i'm I'm sure he's fine i'm choosing to believe he's okay yeah i try just not to think about him because it would send me into like a dark (laughs) k-hole sure yeah yeah (laughs) um the girls go to a toy store in solvang that becomes like it they are in that toy store for what feels like eternity (laughs) and like Brittany cannot wrap her head around like what it is there's nothing to do in solving anyway so like god bless finding a way to fill out 
two episodes with this. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you can drink, which definitely fills up a lot of the time. Yes, yes. But solving is just like such an odd destination that I like wonder who pitched that. Yeah, it's I a- guess. I mean, I can see Lala genuinely liking solving, but like, yeah, I would never think to go to solving for anything it's like somewhere you drive you you might like stop in if you're driving down but like it's a road trip stop it's off. not somewhere you like take your private jet to yeah and like Brittany goes what is this store it's like a museum slash store <laughs> <laughs> and the store did look like it had some like cute stuff in it yeah like i would go to that store sure but yeah, just yeah. too much time was spent in this yes store. a lot of time um stassi is in a relationship for the first time where she trusts someone mm-hmm. so good for her good um, for Bo. yeah and sheena i trust Bo also i trust him too i, I think, think i like i'm here for their relationship oh me too I, I even even when they pass the burger back and forth which is fucking disgusting mm-hmm. um i despite that i still brood for them yeah and i feel like if you can do that with someone you're probably really in love with them totally um Sheena is feeling weird. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> About being with everyone. Right. Because no one likes her. And no. Lala just spent like the past episode telling her explicitly that no one likes her and she's never gonna be friends I thought with them. I thought Lala handled it pretty well though. Like that was like yeah. the nicest way of saying like you cannot expect these people to give a shit about your your life because they don't really care about you that much. Yeah. And Sheena still doesn't understand like how to play that kind of situation right because she still cares so much about what they think that she goes it's just like she can't get it right but also the problem with sheena oh god the, one of the, the problem with sheena right. that's the title of your forthcoming <laughs> right book. it's 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 75 chapters <laughs> um no the thing is like two volumes i think the problem is in this situation is that sheena is not capable of really talking about anything that's not herself and yeah. so like I, I think that she, you know, if you watch her this season, like, all she's talking about is, like, who she's dating or who she's fucking or, like, what who she wants to be fucking or who she wants to be dating. Like, it's that's all she can really process and talk yeah. about. And so, like, I've definitely... We've all had friends or, like, really casual friendships where, like, they don't really care that much. We're not that close. It's not that deep. And so you talk about other things, you mm-hmm. know? But they're not the people that you would, like, tell your personal issues to. Yeah. But I don't think Sheena has another mode beyond that. I don't know what Sheena talks about when she's not talking about adam or whatever yeah she doesn't like ever i'm trying to think of an instance where she's approached someone and asked them like how they're doing right i don't think and i i I just don't think that sheena has any sort of like she can't step outside herself yeah so for lala to be like you should maybe like not share everything with these people who don't like you that much like what is she going to talk about yeah, and I feel like instead of, like, Lala, a better way to say that to Sheena would have been, like, you talk, like, exactly what you just said, where it's, right. like, you talk too much about yourself, you seem very self-obsessed, maybe you should try right. asking them questions about their lives. Right. But, like, yeah. So it's funny to see Sheena, like, struggle with, like, trying to, like, she's, like, she's working close on it. to the best. Right. But, like, when, they, like, when they ask her about it and she just, like, shuts down and she's, like... I'm not comfortable talking about this, which is, I was like, you spent the entire season telling, telling every single person about how you had sex with your best friend. Mm -hmm. And you like, we've, but you're not dating, but you're not dating him. And he's your best friend. It's just super casual, but it's fun. So fun to be single. It's you love being (laughs) single. It's so casual. You are not into him at all. You, he's just your best friend that you had sex with and you have to tell everyone about it, but like in a casual way. Yeah. Um, everyone is shitting on Kristen and like, Kristen's obviously like drunk at this point. Like it's 11 a.m. 
she's wasted in a toy store <laughs> right and people, who among us <laughs> 11 a.m in a toy store <laughs> and people are just like not giving Dodie a break yeah and they're i feel her- i feel bad for her i feel bad for her too because it's like okay she clearly doesn't like to travel like you know that about her you know that she- <laughs> sorry i i also hate traveling but like her her like pathological like weird crazy travel behavior is like so funny to me she cannot leave la county without no. fully coming undone yes and it's like we all know this and like i guess she has like a history of breaking every wine glass she's met and so like they're giving her shit about the stemless wine glasses and then there's just a really good moment where Kristen's like it's just who i am and then like <laughs> takes like a huge chug of wine and like god save our queen Kristen doty um, have you seen my phone background no what is it if i can get it oh like- my god please i know what this is this is Kristen giving stunning face. Yes, this is Kristen. Uh, my favorite. It's it was during the ro- the roast during the of, roast of Jax when Ariana made a joke about Kristen fucking Jax. She's never looked better than in that one moment. It was incredible. Like cast her in a fucking like ad right now. Um, cast her in a campaign. I showed this to Stassi. Who took a picture of it to bring to Kristen. I love that. But I haven't heard back. Uh, well, I hope that she loves it. I hope she does too. Stassi was very into it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. 
Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Lisa arrives at TomTom and she goes, okay, sexy man, let's go to Jiggy, which is like every instance of Lisa calling an animal sexy is a gift. You know that theory that Jiggy's been dead for years? Mm -hmm. I fully believe it at this point. I saw Jiggy last week. Yeah. And... First, I mistook Harrison for Jiggy because Harrison was also wearing a onesie. Sure. And he was fluffy and and looked smaller than usual. And so I was like, oh my God, Jiggy looks really healthy. Like we were all wrong. And then Harrison like walked by with like Pandora or something like tucked under someone's arm. Then Ken came by holding Jiggy, who was so deathly small he looked just like a head like it, it like it didn't it, like, right he's small like driggy's days are right numbered. And i i love dogs and think dogs should live forever I like know, this same. is not about any sort of animosity toward jiggy i love all ty- ty- kinds of tiny animals but i worry about that creature I think he's better off being like toted around everywhere than being like left at home or in yeah, like yeah. a ventilator. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just hope that whatever, however many days Jiggy has left, that they're happy days. I feel like Carl Lagerfeld passed away and Jiggy's next. Like, <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's how I feel. Like Lisa said on Beverly Hills, she's like Jiggy like stops breathing. We give him mouth to mouth and like rush him to the vet. It's I like I, that is like that dog like they won't let him die yeah my my parents kept our dog alive for like a lot longer than most people would have mm-hmm. because their rationale was like if she's not in pain it's fine yeah. so they just pumped her full of pain meds which like god bless i'm sure she was having a blissed out fucking time mm-hmm. she wore a diaper yeah she was like blind and you know like she was like eating food and like being high i'm sure yeah. she was happy but that like a lot like of a great existence right totally sign <laughs> me like, the fuck yeah, up. i'm ready um that's always been my theory though is like if you can afford to keep an animal alive and they're not in pain then like by all means yeah 
Um, but I do think that like people, a lot of people, especially if they have money, keep dogs alive just a lot longer than most would because, because you know, I guess why not? Jiggy, I think they should donate his body to science. Like right. Once he goes, <laughs> because there's, there's things to be learned. I could see, uh, Lisa, like having him stuffed though. Yeah. Memorialized. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just like a gold, a gold plated version, like just like cover Jiggy. A bronzed. And, yeah. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. We need a bronze Jiggy. Then yes. she needs to sell those. Cause I would buy one. Absolutely. Um, then Lisa goes into Tom Tom and she goes, and there's another sexy man right there. Hi, George. And she, so she just like sexually harasses an employee on right. camera, which I love. If you, if you watch Vanderpump Rules and take a shot every time someone sexually harasses someone that they work with or yeah. work for or who works under them, you would immediately go into some sort of like <laughs> coma. It's just like a very dire situation. Yeah. And remember, there's like, no sexual harassment training at these restaurants. Oh, absolutely not. And zero HR, zero HR. Uh, Tom, Tom or Tom and Tom bring the frozen shot machine in to like install it. Like we were all told it would be right. And Lisa is like, it doesn't fit into my design. And then, it's like there now is no frozen shot machine at Tom Tom. Have you ever had a? Is there, can you get a frozen shot at Tom Tom? No, because they don't have the machine. Because she's really committed to that authentic steampunk design. Yeah, like I saw because they built a shot. There is a shot bar yeah. at Tom Tom. Yeah, yeah. And you would think that the frozen shot machine would be somehow worked into that right. space, but it wasn't. And like the huge sell point. Which I'm on Team Sandoval with this. No other restaurant in WeHo is giving out frozen shots. Right. The huge draw of Tom Tom was that you can go there and like get a frozen shot ball, and like now there's no frozen shot machine. Just like makes no sense. Yeah, no, that's dumb. It's rude, and I won't stand for it. Good. It's part of my Tom Tom feedback. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to add this to our letter to Lisa. Yes. Um, Tom Tom used to be a sex shop. And I remember that sex shop because I think I brought a vibrator there way back in the day. I vaguely remember that there was a sex shop there, yeah. And Lisa says now it's sexier than a sex shop. Disagree, but okay. (laughs) Britt calls Jax to check in on him and they have a painfully awkward conversation where it becomes clear that she is like monitoring his every move. Right. And like, to be fair, wouldn't you? Yeah, but also like... If I had to be, if I was ever put in a situation where I felt like I had to do that with my significant other, right. I would no longer be with them. But you probably wouldn't be with Jax. No, I wouldn't. The thing is, like, that's what's so weird is like this unspoken thing of like, yeah, it's this, especially in this episode where it's like, you know, do they trust the guys or not? It's like, why would they ever trust them? Like the first like few years of the show were all about them fucking random people on guys trips. Like that was like all all these guys ever did was like sleep with other people. Yeah, but so, like why? would they still want to be in these relationships? Oh, that's a very good question. Yeah. But I mean, like, especially because a lot of that was unresolved. Like we've s- never, ever had Tom Schwartz say, yes, I fucked that girl right. in Vegas. We I'm know he so did sorry. though. We he know he did. And did. Sandoval definitely cheated too. Yeah. Sandoval like, cheated with Ariana. Like well, they yeah, got that, together that, that in also. Vegas. Yeah. But then, but then, you know, the woman that, that Kristen oh, brought, Miami girl. Right. Yeah. That, but I think Sandoval and Ariana had an agreement this is just my theory that yeah. they are not going to air that stuff out on camera. I can see that. And like they handle it like right. offline, which right. is fine because they seem to be pretty okay in terms yeah. of like a but, stable relationship. Right. But Tom Short seems like he gets drunk and sloppy and oh yeah, puts it wherever. Yeah. Fully is just like he'd fuck a hole in the wall. Right. Yeah. But like 
I feel like also everyone is encouraged to like be in relationships and then like merge their like boyfriend in with this group of men right. so that it's like all the girls are like in relationships with all the boys who are all friends so right. we can all keep tabs. Yeah, on yeah. Them. Seems stressful. I think I think Bo genuinely wants to hang out with those people, right? Like Bo is like Yeah, I think Bo is like in It's not like everyone. Patrick. It's not like he, you know, no. where he aggressively did not want to be in the show, but like, you know, Bo seems like he's well integrated into that group. Yeah. And I think didn't was it Kristen and Katie who introduced Bo? Like they knew Bo beforehand. They knew Bo before, yeah. And yeah, then, so and yeah. then hooked him up with Stassi. Ugh, I love Bo. I like him too. I just think he's so he just seems really chill. And like we all have a friend like Stassi who needs someone really fucking stable to counter her energy. And I agree with Lala that he does bring out a good side of her. Yeah. He makes her much more palatable and more likable. Yeah. And I mean, she, I always like Stassi even when she's being whatever. But yeah. And she's chill. Objectively, out. yes. She has gotten much chiller and like easier to be around for yeah. sure. I just am like, these people are like bewildering straight people to me. Right. You know what I mean? Like well, they're yeah. just like, this is straight, like what straight people do best. <laughs> right. <is> like <laughs> all become friends and then make their boyfriends become right. friends and then like stress out over how they can't trust them. One thing that always like makes me feel really weird when I think about it is one of my former coworkers was interviewing Bethany about something and she was talking about um, Jason Hoppy mm-hmm. vaguely because she can't really talk about him at all Oof. legally. But she was basically like never date anyone who wants to be on one of these shows because it'll always end because it, it's just never for the right reasons. Like anyone who's willing to film with you is not someone you should be with. Mm-hmm. And I think about that a lot because like on some level, like I think if it, you know, Patrick was like clearly a monster. So like that wasn't, like like you know patrick not wanting to be in the show was sort of unrelated to him being a monster but i gotta I, I do kind of worry it's like what is what is the end game if you're willing to film with someone you're in a relationship with like that always feels a little bit weird you yeah. know what what do you and i get part of it's like yeah it's their job and you want to support them mm-hmm. but it's weird to me that like Bo, a seemingly normal nice guy is like in the opening credits like he's on the show now that is the one thing that i bump on as well where i'm like clearly he's gotten something out of this that he was right. seeking he also is an actor or yeah. wants to, or wants or i don't know if he still is pursuing that but he wanted to be an actor he so. has aspirations right and i don't i don't i don't think he's dating stassi for the for these reasons at all i no. just mean that like i understand bethany's point which is just that like it's just, interesting it's it's never like like you kind of want to keep your relationship separate from the show but also like if you're filming a reality show how do you do that yeah i feel like it's gonna be interesting to see how like reality television evolves over like the next 20 something years right. because it's such it is kind of like a newer medium and like the lines are still blurred like obviously reality shows are produced and like right with like and the best ones are produced in such a way where you can't tell that they are but like they're people take it as like you're presenting your actual life on camera. And I feel like that's bitten so many people in the ass in the past. Totally. It's going to continue to kind of do it. And there's going to be, I just feel like that's going to be something that shifts and changes or I'm fascinated as the medium becomes more respected. Yeah. That'll, (laughs) I want, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I have high hopes for like reality TV. I'm glad one of us does. (laughs) Um, 
Brittany says she doesn't want to be Jax's mom, but she doesn't know where he's going and what time he's going to be there. And I'm just like, okay, so you like do kind of want to be his mom, right? I was like, that's he, what he, my parents. He needs that me. though. Yeah, he's a he's a 40 year old child. I love her being like, I thought you were going to be there at 7 p.m. And, and <laughs> don't you want to get to the hotel at seven? And what are you doing leaving the gym right now? Like asking him like the 40 questions, right? Which fair again, he deserves all of it. Jax tells Brittany that James is DJing at pump and Kristen goes mental and then like just mutters to herself and like leaves the toy store. Yes. And takes to the streets of Solvang to eat more lavender. Yeah. To like munch on some street flowers. (laughs) (laughs) It's so gross. I I forget which one it was. Like who was who pointed out that like a dog had probably peed on that bush, but it was so. Yeah. It was like off the side of the road. So gross. It's really bizarre. Make better choices, Kristen. Also, that's not lavender. And it wasn't sage. Like that other bartender was like, oh, no, it's sage. It's like, are you all idiots? Like, this is just like a flower in a plant. It's planter. a weed. You're just eating. Yeah, you're yeah, eating a weed. Okay. A weed that flowers once a year. Right. Oh, God bless her. Um, everyone goes to dinner, and Kristen is like inexplicable. Like, I don't know where they went in between their like trip to the toy store and this dinner. <laughs> they were at the toy store for eight hours. So <laughs> they spent sunset in the toy store <laughs> basically like, yeah and finally got out of there go and i wonder the- if they just like no one else in solving would let them film there so they were like we have one location yeah like and also it was a toy store that had wine which was an like, interesting mashup like i'm right. not mad at that but it was just like a wild merger yeah you know fao schwartz had that back way back when they had a corking fee are you kidding yeah i am i made oh. that up <laughs> It's a really fun bit, but I love that you went with it. Wait, I was so there because Evo Schwartz was my jam no, as a of kid. Course. Like I grew up in Oklahoma, so I only had the catalog to right. like go off of. And then I think I went there like one time when I was in middle school before it closed RIP. But I truly, if you had gone with that troll, I would have been like, Oh my God. And then I would have told everyone. I know <laughs> no, when I was, like, when I was a kid and we would go to, New- I would go to New York with my parents. Like we would go to FAO Schwartz and it was like a big deal. Yeah. It was a magical place. It was the Cause most all I had magical. was Toys R Us growing up. Yeah. Like, that's, fuck Toys R Us. Whatever. Like who gives a shit about Toys R Us? I mean, RIP to Toys R Us too, but Oof. well, it went away for a reason. All that like fluorescent, like overhead horrible, lighting. Horrible. Horrible. Like, no magic. Zero magic. I always hated Toys R Us yeah bullshit bullshit i'm like skip toys r us order from the catalog of fao Schwartz. right pay extra for shipping <laughs> there you go leave me out of it <laughs> <laughs> um kristen shows up in a minivan uber and like <laughs> her entrance is iconic she's like thank you so much have a wonderful evening to the driver and then just like she goes like full like stallion when she's drunk right like, she's also like i'm worried about her sandals feel like wrong on her feet like i was like so obsessed with like looking at them because it just feels like her feet are gonna wiggle out of those sandals at any moment and she's kind of just like a baby horse that has just been born can like barely make it up the stairs totally and then sits down and she's totally wasted and she's like late as per usual and then like just launches into her like doty dumb right but was she wrong about anything she was saying she's not wrong but she also was like letting the james stuff affect her way too much 
Yeah, and I think that's like interesting because like I think people like I've seen people be like, oh, she's just doing this because she needs a storyline. She doesn't actually care about James. And I was like, I think she actually genuinely hates James. She hates James, and then when you add like a day long drinking right. to the mix, it's like she's gonna go off the fucking rails. Right. But I think James like treated her so terribly. Their relationship was volatile. It was like, so it was toxic. I mean, she was sides. awful to him too. But I just mean like. I think she genuinely hates him. I think she genuinely thinks he's a bad person. I also think that she wants him off the show. Yeah. But it's like, it's not going to happen. Get over it, Dodie. Yeah. In her talking head moment too, she's like slurring. She goes, James is infuriating. You think she was drunk during her talking head? Maybe. And then like, also it's weird because I feel like all the other girls were kind of like poking at her while she was drunk to like get reactions right. out of her. Maybe. Because at the at the dinner, Stasi's like, you should just like tell us all what you're feeling right now about James. <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> you know what she's feeling. Like, why would you ask her about this? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like they're they're making a TV show, right? So on some level they wanna like Yeah. Rile the beast. True. Katie is being a bitch, though, I think. Yeah, I wasn't loving Katie this week. She, like, does this thing where she gets really, like, sanctimonious towards everyone else. Right. And it's, like, I like it a little bit more when she actually, like, looks good doing it. Right. Like, when she's, like, when her actual look is together and she's doing that, (laughs) I'm like, okay, I can get down with just, like, a hot bitch on TV. So I forgive her for that. But like, also I'm just like, you're being a cunt to Kristen. <laughs> like, can you not? Kristen deserves compassion. I always feel bad when making up on her. Cause I feel like she can't like, Kristen I don't know. Can't handle she can't. life. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not, you know, she's, she's been through it. She really needs to meditate. Well, I mean, and I, I'm sure we'll get there, but also all the Carter stuff that came out was just like, so <sighs> maybe Carter is not the one worse. Yeah. Um, Lisa and Harry interface and she gives him like a hard time sure yeah which is like whatever okay <laughs> sir drama over it um the boys arrive at the mondrian for their boys night and the mondrian is empty the mondrian <laughs> i love that they went to the mondrian they love the mondrian like just... any place that's like sunset strip that was like hot and like the early to like tens off <laughs> right they're like all about it sure yeah and uh, the guys decide to invite James to boys night. Generous of them. So generous. You know, James was so excited. He was like waiting by the phone. Yeah. What else is he doing? Hanging out with Raquel? I'm sure he was texting with Sandoval and Sandoval told him and he was like, I'm going to try and float it by everyone. I'll get you in there. And James <laughs> like, thanks mate. And like they, cause you know, they like have soft spots for each other. Yeah. I just like can't imagine like how awful it must be to like be Raquel and have to hear James like complain about being iced out by people constantly. I think like, I feel like Raquel, her inner monologue, <laughs> like if you're not like directly talking to her <laughs> goes into that, like, you know, the TV, when TV goes off the air or something, it's like, <laughs> and it's just like the colorful that's her, that's, screen. That's her mon- internal monologue. Yeah. That's like where her mind just goes to. Unless right. you're like, Hey Raquel, what do you think about <laughs> this dog? Like she goes, she just like, can't. Do you remember when Lisa did that, did that like impression of Raquel and it was like eerily accurate? Oh yeah, where her like her, the wide eyes, the wide the sort eyes. of like the like the sing songy like voice, where she's sort of like a a Disney princess who's dead behind the eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Raquel's just like hanging out with Graham while James <laughs> is at boys' night. 
well good for them also peter is so excited to be a boys night and i feel like he's just excited to get paid for being in an episode <laughs> right of Vanderbump rules he's not because he's not he's not a regular <laughs> cast member yeah and like also he gets to like be filmed not as the manager of sir i kind of wonder why peter they never tried to integrate him more into the show i think he like wasn't actively fucking anyone on the show but he's fucked all of them before yeah but it's like and And he's so handsome like he just he's he's also like slutty so i feel like he could easily have been like worked in there more remember his girlfriend that had a kid that they yes yes it's so dark when they bring like children into the mix so on my long vanderpump rules thread Mm -hmm. i tweeted uh it was a screen grab of sheena talking about how much she loves performing (laughs) (laughs) and how when everyone knows her song it like makes her so happy and i was like i tweeted sheena is the person we all thought Anne hathaway was Mm -hmm. and peter retweeted it i think about that all the time love because like (laughs) it was so like it was like I, it wasn't like a meme, but it was like very shady. It's shady, but it's also like funny and smart. And then Thank there's you. a moment. But yeah, of Pe- the, but, Peter, but Peter like, retweeted it. And I was like, okay, he gets it. Okay. Peter magical. Sometimes you're like, Peter gets it. And then you see his short film and you're like, I don't know what he, if, what he, <laughs> he gets it. But also he's like, I think he also likes hanging out with those guys because there are women around that he is just like a big old hoe. Yeah. As we see in this episode, yes. The girls pause their dinner to take spicy tequila shots, which like uh, this cast, like taking shots at dinner will never get old to me. (laughs) It's like a what the fuck? Like, I don't know anyone that does that in their in their mid to late 30s. In their mid to late 30s. The last thing that I want when I'm eating like a nice dinner is for someone to bring over a tequila shot. Right. Like no thanks. To enhance the flavor of your meal. Yeah. Nothing like helps the food digest <laughs> like right. a spicy tequila shot <laughs> midway through. Um, Katie bitchily asked Sheena about Adam. She's like, here you and Adam went to Bangtown. And then Sheena like says she won't talk about it and then starts kind of crying. Yeah. And I love Sheena's cry voice because she drops into like a husky, <laughs> which she did last season when she was like, I can't remember who I think it was Rob. Sheena was getting ready for like something in the first episode. And Rob's like, Hey, like who all's coming tonight? And she was like, I pretty much invited the whole crew. (laughs) And it's like, whenever Sheena gets husky, I'm in. She's like, I just feel like I can't win with you guys. And like, can't handle it. I don't know. I, I I feel bad because she can't win with them because she never will. She never will. But like, I don't know. I think that like, I, I have a hard time imagining what Sheena and Ariana's friendship was like before the show. Yeah. Um, but like, does Sheena have friends outside of the show? I don't, I don't know what her, what Sheena's life is like. I think she does, but it's also like other reality show right. people. Right. Like she's friends with this girl that's now on low Lindsay Lohan's beach house. Kayla. Amazing. Uh-huh. They're like BFF. And then I think she is friends with like, cast off bachelor contestant clearly yeah Yeah. like so she percolates within like a very specific realm of like reality tv stars i can see that i don't i don't know i just like sheena's like insufferable a lot of the time but i like somehow feel bad for her because she like 
clearly only knows how to function as a reality personality. And yeah. like, I worry there's nothing beyond that. There isn't. And, and that makes me sad. I love it. Like I, I never want Sheena to leave Vanderpump rules. Like I would be devastated if she was like cut from the show. No, but I don't think, I don't think she would be. No, but I'm just like, I like her level of delusion is like a really good foil to like other people. On They've the show. never gotten rid of anyone on Vanderpump. Have they? People leave. Like, Lala left for a bit. Saucy left. Yeah. But, like, they've never gotten rid of a cast member. Vale was, like, hired and then... Sure. Yeah, but I... Was she in the original... Like, she wasn't in opening credits. No, she was always... She was recurring. Okay. Yeah. No one... There are people... You know, there are people who have, like, left the show. I I mean, mean, season one, like... Frank... Frank. Frank, who went on to try to sell Saucy's sex tape. Tina, my queen, who never got a fair shot. Uh, Laura Lee. Laura Lee. But God. I mean, like, these are people who were, like, they were just legitimately in their lives. Yeah. They weren't, like, but I, I mean, of the original, like, I can never see Bravo being, like, we're going to get rid of. I mean, they they were talking about, I guess, demoting Kristen. That was the thing. But, but then like, someone told me that Billy Lee started that rumor to, like, fuck with Debbie. Oh, I can see that happening. Yeah. Which I was, like, I don't, smart. I just don't, I don't, it's weird. It's, like, not like a housewife show. Like, they don't think they would ever, like, fire sandoval i mean obviously but like no. any of them i can't imagine them getting rid of a regular cast member me neither but they really need to figure out how to like let them function at their highest level yeah and like while still providing entertainment like and i don't know what that is right but it's someone needs to figure it out it's hard the show keeps like getting bigger and bigger yeah and it's always hard to contain or like mm-hmm because I feel like housewives and the best housewives know how to play the game. They, they do, also, but all but all housewives shows have the same problem. You know, they yeah. get they get bloated and the and the OGs get lazier and lazier and mm-hmm. it stops being fun to watch. Yeah, and that's why you have you know Lisa on Beverly Hills like getting her comeuppance because like she's been skating along doing nothing for so long, yeah. refusing to get to, to to get her hands dirty, and it gets really boring. Mm-hmm. You know, the rumor is that Vicky is demoted on OC, which is crazy because she's the OG of the OC. That's sad. Vicky's incredible television. She is, but she has been, she's been, I mean, they're all kind of dragging their shows down at this point. I mean, Teresa on Jersey is like not a human being and hasn't been forever. (laughs) And you're kind of just like, at what point do you just say like, either learn to like play the game or like, don't do this anymore. Like, I feel like that's the difference between someone like, like Spencer Pratt is a good example of someone who knew exactly what he was doing right. and was like comfortable stepping into the role as like a demon on screen. Right. That also was much more scripted. That was more scripted. But, but and it also like, I don't, I feel like I say this as a person with years in between that version of the Hills and now where right. it was like, I really did hate him and would have loved for him to be off the show. Cause it was like so irritating. Right. But now I appreciate what he did as art and I can see it as such. Yeah. He's kind of a trailblazer in that way, but it's like these people need to get with that program. They do. Yeah. It's, it's hard though. It's like what we're saying. I, I think that everyone wants to like, Everyone on reality TV wants to be the voice of reason, mm-hmm. and not everyone can be the voice or of reason. Or wants to be like loved and have right. people being like, but you yes. want right. You want to be like, and 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 it's very hard to pull that off. And also, like the other thing is, like if you're not part of the drama, you have to be really good at either commenting on it or reacting to it. And mm-hmm. like Stassi's always been really naturally funny, and like her talking heads are always great. And so, like even when Stassi's not being crazy or fighting with someone. Like, Stassi is always a valuable addition, at least as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. She's always bringing something. Yeah. 
but there are people. She knows how to do it. To, right. Like a seasoned reality vet. Totally. She has been on, this is her third reality show. <laughs> third time's a charm. Um, and she knows what she's doing, but there are people who like, you know, people like like Lisa who kind of like their shtick gets tired after a while and you're like your talking heads aren't fun anymore your puns aren't clever anymore and Mm -hmm. you're just kind of like you're not engaging so what's the point of having you on the show yeah (sighs) I wonder what will happen Sheena uh, says she asked Katie via text if she'd braid her hair and Katie didn't respond so that's why she's so (laughs) emotional (laughs) (laughs) she's like and you never responded. So I get it like that. We're not on that level, but like, what the fuck? And I just like, I love like the Sheena being so upset about that because that's like, but real. I fully believe it. I, so I would totally be the same. I would also be crying at dinner over someone not responding to my text. So. Yeah. About like getting your hair braided. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so then Katie is reveals that she's still mad at Sheena for the comments she made a year before about Tom Schwartz cheating on Katie and like making out with other girls. Right. And that's were, what her, that's why she's beefing with Sheena. Right. But they, those were true comments. Yeah. That wasn't like <laughs> you're being a bitch. It's right. just like your man made out with like a lot of other people. Correct. That weren't you. Right. Um, so then they decide that they're going to give it another go at friendship. And Katie says, can you just give us an opportunity to become reacquainted? Which <laughs> I was like, okay, but that also doesn't make sense. It's also just never going to fucking happen. Like yeah. imagine like, imagine like Sheena and Katie, like going out for a drink. No, it would never happen. Why would they? Hey, I wouldn't want to go out for a drink with Katie anyhow, <laughs> but like, so I don't blame Sheena for that. But like, it just is like, who cares? Right. Yeah, no. Peter arrives at boys night and he says he wants some titties in his face, Ugh. which is wild. Peter is like so openly gross and gets away with it because he's so handsome. But like handsome and hair, like a hairless chest. He loves like a deep button <laughs> shirt yeah. with a freshly waxed sternum i just feel like there's something like so like sometimes the behavior is so like remember the whole the whole lap dance controversy a million years ago i loved that but i mean it was just like that was so inappropriate like i know that he didn't start it but like but that was like i never bumped on that like i thought it was way more inappropriate that like guillermo had the girls dress up as burlesque dancers and give him a lap dance at like a work that was bad too yeah it's all all bad (laughs) it's all bad it's shades of bad but like the Peter stuff, it was like these are a bunch of friends going out, and like right. I've sure, slutily danced on is, my friends. But he is like their boss. Yeah, but I he's mean, also not. He's like, not. But they like, literally are like he's like they're like what's your what's my section? And Peter's like you're in the pink section. And they're like ew no. And then like <laughs> they go and like chain cigs in the alley and like chug wine. But remember, so, like, remember no. when like when Lisa used to treat him as like kind of this like moderating influence, like she would like be like, Oh, Peter, Peter will be there to like keep everything in check. And he's mm-hmm. clearly like, he's as slutty as the rest of them, if not more so. Yeah. But he get he comes to work and leaves his sluttiness at the door That's when he true. enters, sir. Right. Where not the same can be said for the rest of right. the crew. Fair, fair. I want to know if anyone's had sex in the sir alley, like out of the cast. In the alley. Because Jackson Lorelei had sex in the bat in the in bathroom. the bathroom, yeah. But I, I feel like there could have been like a hookup. Like I could see James and Kristen having angry sex in that alley. Totally, like behind up against the dumpster. Absolutely, yeah. Like that episode of Buffy where she worked at the fat. Did you, did you watch Buffy? I did, but it's been a long time. So when she works at um 
the double meat palace just like get a job at the fast food place mm-hmm. and like spike comes and they like have like really sad angry sex in the alley behind the restaurant oh my god that, that's what i'm imagining totally um jacks keeps asking oh so james shows up and because he says it wouldn't be a boys night without james kennedy because everyone's <laughs> like in a relationship or just like boring and uh, Jax is kind of the devil when it comes to James because he always asks James now if he wants anything to drink. Like, he's trying to set him up to, like, relapse, essentially, which is just gross. Yeah, that's a bummer. Like, if I know, if even if I don't like someone and I know that they're, like, sober... Right, you wouldn't I wouldn't be like, do you want anything? Do you want a cocktail or Especially when it's under the pretense of, like, being, like, a nice, like, f- good friend. It's like, not an let me offer you, cocktail. Let me offer you a drink. No, like, it's like no, you're trying you, to Jax. bait them. Um, and all these, like... These guys are idiots. Like, <laughs> they are idiotic straight men who just, like, act so unfortunate all the time. Like, the way they, like... They can't just, like, be normal and, like know that girl like yes it's boys night but like you're gonna go out to a club in hollywood there will be women there right you have a camera crew like that is just like you're asking for women to be around you of course but they handle it just like sitting in the corner like clutching their dicks like if they <laughs> like they act like as if they were to stand up they would just start fucking something right and not i mean and I'm some sure of them they, maybe they t- would tom schwartz i don't know yeah but like it's just like I don't like that representation of like men, like men just can't keep it in their pants. Like it's like right. There's no nuance there. Of course not. But I think the show has demonstrated that these particular men literally cannot not have sex with people. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, it's weird. It's like it's 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 weird and it's gross. But also, it's like based on their history, I totally get it. But do you think like? Did this feel produced to you? Like, it's like the guys are going to have guys night and then like, oh my God, girls are going to be there. And like, yeah, I mean, like I don't little... know. I mean, what, what, like, I'm always confused. It's like, what do they mean? But what does a guys night even mean? Because like, I think that like, there's like girls night out has a specific connotation that I understand. Mm-hmm. And like not being a straight man myself and never having a group of like guy friends like that. I don't know what guys night out means, but in my mind, like, isn't the point to go and like pick up women and fuck them? Like, isn't that kind of like, or be bad together? Yeah. Like, I think like, isn't that kind of the idea? Like, or like help your, which friends. I know is like so gross and like heteronormative and sexist and all of these things. But I'm saying in the context of like these kind of trashy people in this environment, like that's yeah. what I think of when I think of like, them going out yeah and this specific type of like straightness yeah is like we're gonna or it, it's like we're gonna go out and like fuck or we're gonna go out and help our friend get laid yeah which I exactly think is like that's a noble pursuit i guess if you're this <laughs> particular group of guys right. that you're being like selfless and like helping peter right um score but it's also like i don't there's just something there's something off about it to me yes i agree it's gross um tom sandoval is a wingman he's wingmanning for peter and he orders baby shots and a melted snowman where he's like when he starts throwing around like bartender humor i'm like i can't melted snowman really blew my mind i know i was like what is that and then he told i was like god damn it like (laughs) (laughs) we got conned we got totally conned by sandoval's lols you can by the way like as someone who doesn't really drink and has been around plenty of other people you can just order like a soda or like yeah 
clubs, whatever, at the bar, and it's not weird. And I don't think people like you don't need to make up a weird name for it to order like a non-alcoholic beverage. Yeah, but it's fine. Whatever makes James happy and sober. And James seems really happy to just like be there. Like, yeah, he's of excited. course. He stopped like, crying. Yeah, and he's like getting crazy and trying to yeah. like make people laugh. Like he's genuinely like feeling joy, which I love. He deserves see. it. Um, they meet some women, one named Dana, I think spelled the same way as Stassi's mom, Dana, which Perfect. I really appreciated, and Steffi. <laughs> and uh, James mentions that he's three and a half weeks sober. I'm like, that's not a thing, but like, good for you. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just, he's recently sober, but I, is James going to meetings? Like, is he actually in the program? He's not, right? No, he's and that's drinking. like, what irritates me about this show is because they call they like refer to sobriety as like i'm three and a half weeks sober but right. it's like you're not you're probably like still vaping and like smoking weed and shit right and, like you're not which like, like listen if there are plenty of people out there who like have a drinking problem but like don't have a full-blown addiction who like mm-hmm. can smoke weed and under whatever like live your life however it works for you but like this, this show all bravo shows have a really weird relationship with like sobriety and addiction where they yeah. don't really they've never fully explained like what it actually entails. I know. And I feel like if you're not someone, if you're a viewer that has no handle on like what addiction is, and this is like your education on it, it's going to get really warped. Right. But I guess if this is your only education, right. I mean, way more problems. Cause I mean, (laughs) like, cause Kim always, Kim Richards was like a whole separate situation too, but I I forget what it was, but she was saying something like she was allowed to take, like there were pills. She took some pills, I remember, and she was like, oh, it's okay. She took the bat, she had a bag of pills. Like, didn't she with that like dinosaur man that she was dating? Oh, uh, the rock monster. Yeah, Ken, the other Ken. Yeah, he looked like a, a straight but out. That of was the before land she before was sober. Time. That was before she got sober. Oh, but there was she, yeah. And then later, she, there was the, the whole thing later on where she like she's like, oh, I took I took some pills. She was she had she took pills from someone because she had had surgery and she's like, oh, but I needed the pain pills. But like, you can't if you're in the program, you can't just like take pills that aren't prescribed for you. Yeah, like, that's just not that's considered to be drug abuse. Like, mm-hmm. You can't just anyway. So maybe these shows are not the best education for someone who is dealing with issues of sobriety or addiction. No, it's just all very nebulous. Yes. Uh, Jackson Bo have a sidebar conversation where Jax is uncomfortable and he feels like he should tell Brittany that there are girls there and he's sweating and like, <laughs> he's really going, he was like really panicking about fully it. Fully coming undone. And, uh, Bo's like, yeah, yeah, we definitely like, we'll tell him like, blah, blah, blah. And, then the song of the century plays oh my god it was so good which i need like i can't remember how it goes <laughs> but it was like i wrote the lyric it was like superstar supercars we live in we live in in beverly hills and it was insane as a beverly hills native i'm just excited to finally hear my anthem on television that is, you need that song it's it was a 10 like second there song. was the weezer one which was like whatever and then there was this song which was like that's my lifestyle that's yeah. what i grew up with also they're not in beverly hills no they're not like so that was confusing mm, just like yeah. as a los angeles resident there but you know what's funny about vanderpump rules is they're always closer to beverly hills than any of them are on beverly hills housewives like True. they're they like they're always yeah they're never actually in beverly hills on real houses of beverly hills but mm-hmm. like that part of West Hollywood that Sir is in is like, I mean, it's it's, it's right. It's right next to Beverly Hills. Yeah. So close <laughs> enough. 
Um, the, all the guys go to the hotel room uh, where the boys' night is taking place, and the girls are really like they're really impressed. And one of them goes, "This is baller, Peter." And, <laughs> and they go, "Is this your life?" And then instead of trying to play it cool or like say like a self-deprecating comment, like pass it off as a joke, Peter goes, "No, my life's it, sir." Oh, and I was Peter. like, "Oh, Peter, get it together!" I, imagine those girls. So imagine like you like end up like you know flirting with some guy on a reality show and in his hotel room, and like then you have to like go on Facebook and be like, "Hey guys, tune in this week's Vanderpump Rules to see me like I wonder, awkwardly flirt with a with with Peter on Vanderpump Rules." Do you think those girls knew what the show was and who the guys were? Um, I don't know. Who can say? Like, cause I kind of love those girls. Like I like in my, like my own fantasy world, I like to believe that they were like fans of the show that right, weaseled their like, way yeah, on yeah. there. But like, it also is kind of TBD cause they seemed like they could be like very bridge and tunnel types. They could have like, just been like, there's cameras. Let's yeah. Just hang found out with people. themselves right. here. I can see it going either way. I don't think that like, I, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, the show is like very popular among a certain group of people, but it's not like, it would, it, would, it would be very easy to not know who these people are yeah sandoval travels with a suitcase full of booze and he makes everyone cocktails and he starts like moonwalking and doing <laughs> just like classic sandoval classic sandoval boys night shenanigans and then there's a moment where he gives one of the women a moscow mule and a champagne glass and she goes you did not just whip this up and he goes of course i did and walks off I love. Very smooth. <laughs> um, Tom Schwartz is a full blown alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. He's chugging out of the bottle. He's saying, like, the goal of tonight is to not black out. Yeah, that was weird. And also, no, he was saying, that was, I thought his point was like that he's allowed to do whatever he wants now, but as long as he doesn't black out, that's when trouble happens. That's when he like fucks a girl and forgets about it. Yeah. But like, what a what a bar to set for yourself. And also like people who black out don't go out being like, I'm going to choose to black out tonight. Yeah, I've never, I like, <laughs> I, in my like heyday of drinking was a blackout drinker. And I can say that like, I never was like, I went out with the intention to not black out right. every time I sure. went out drinking. I mean, part of the problem, part of the reason why blacking out means you have a problem is because you, no, no one ever intends to get to that point. Yeah. So it's amazing that he's like, as long as I don't black out, I'm fine. But like, I love the thought because he's clearly like shit faced. Oh, yeah. Like he's like slurring his words right. and like just like flopping around. And it's like, that's the point where you're no longer in control of whether or not you're going to black out. Right. Like it's either going to happen. Someone's going to give you not. one more drink and you're going to just drink it and then you're going to beat your nights over. Yeah. Or you might drink another drink and then you just didn't happen to not black out this time right. around. Like it's like, it's, it's a, a real, real crapshoot. Yeah. And like, I just am like, maybe blacking out isn't the biggest problem. Right. Um, Kristen, has gone full blue jasmine she's sitting in a courtyard of the hotel alone laughing to herself and like texting carter she's her feet are wiggling around in those sandals yeah yeah. and she's just like muttering and like it's the it's a dark scene right and so what like what did carter text her i'm confused about all of that 
I think that like, I mean, what, I don't really know what was happening there. Cause like, did he text her that James was with them and that, that was, was what set her yes, off? Yes. It was, it was the fact that James was, uh, was it that James was hanging out with them or was it that, let me see if I have the text somewhere. I think it was that James was, had just arrived or he was at the hotel room with everyone. Okay. Right. So I actually happened to have the text like okay, this earlier. Great, great, so great. Carter said James showed up and Kristen said that makes, this makes me insanely sad. <laughs> I want to come home. Not one of my friends has thought, Kristen, are you cool? And then Carter said, for your own sanity, just relax. Yeah. Which never tell anyone to relax, especially not Kristen. Kristen refuses to relax at all times. Right. So, but, like, that's not the right approach. Telling someone to relax is not really helpful. However, the... the, the uh, but he's not sending her, like, inflammatory texts. Like, they've been texting all day or, like, in contact all day ever since she found out that James is DJing that shit at Pump. Right. So, like... For him to like say that it's just like this is how a conversation would like continue to go via text message. Yes, but everyone else is acting like Carter was texting her like abusive or like provocative. Well, because I think that they, she was being unclear about what exactly was happening. Also, they clearly don't like Carter. Yeah, which I, I actually well, I okay, but I never got the sense that Carter was like a douchebag until now. Am I like maybe I'm naive? But like I there have been there have been moments that where he seemed not great. But like this was the first time when Saucy was like really like Carter sucks. Yeah, we never. I think he was off camera all the time so we never got a chance to see his like who he was as a person but i think also because kristen had had such bad men before yeah namely james and that like i think he seemed like so cool by comparison and because kristen was mellowing out it seemed like it was carter's influence when really it was probably the influence of the prozac or whatever else yeah whatever medication and also like she just wasn't uh showing her life on camera as much right and so like you just didn't get to see that side of her life so from our viewers perspective it's like oh she's really like calmed down yeah when the opposite is true right it's just been insane you haven't seen so are it. she and carter still together i think she she went on watch what happens live last night and I think Andy asked her that, but she basically said, like, you'll have to just see. So they're not together. I feel like, yeah, they're not together. But I'm like, thank God that we're going to get crazy Kristen or just like single Kristen back in our lives. Yeah. Like, I'm ready for Dodie to be like the primary storyline of season eight. Good. Yeah. She's not. I'm going to. It's about fucking time. Yeah. Bo and Jax FaceTime Stassi and Britt. And on the other side of the balcony that they're sitting on, Sandoval and some drunk girl go out to smoke a cigarette and he lights hers and she goes, you're the best. (laughs) (laughs) I love when the bar is that low. Yeah. And so they tell, uh, Bo and Jax tell their respective girlfriends that like there are other women in the hotel room and that they're uncomfortable. Which I'm just like, are you though? Like the whole thing was so weird because it's like, it's not that hard to not fuck someone yeah so and it's like putting everything i just feel like this is where we go back to like the internalized misogyny that's always been a part of this show where it's like these guys are trying to say like oh my god we're so uncomfortable by the presence of these women and then britney's like are you saying there's hoes in the hotel and then Stassi's like put me on i'll tell him to leave and it's like the women are not the problem here. Like right. your men putting their dicks in literally anything that moves. Right. That's the problem. So it's just like, can you not fuck them tonight? And the guys would say, yeah, sure. We won't fuck anyone. And then you're like, okay, cool. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Right. Like, that can, it shouldn't have been that complicated. Yeah. 
Um, Peter goes into the bathroom with Dana, I think. And they fully hook up. Right. And James tries to like get in there. There's been a lot of uh, bathroom sex on the show. Yeah, there's been a lot. Was Jack's the one who... He and Laura Lee. No, no, I mean, they're in the Vegas trip when Jack's lied at... Oh, or was it or was it sandoval no it was it was jacks i think banged a chick in the bathroom yeah yeah railed a chick in the bathroom yeah Oof, yeah i miss that vegas trip where they just like oh and then there was like a san diego trip i think where someone yes yeah that's maybe the one i'm thinking of They're, who can keep track who they've all keep- they've all like fucked people they shouldn't have fucked in various bathrooms in cities that aren't theirs. In cities you would not want to go to <laughs> <laughs> sure Kristen is a, a going full like jabberwocky, like running around, uh, her feet jutting out of those sandals. And like, instead of her friends being like, like if my friend was this drunk, I would be like, do you want to go to your room? Like, why don't we take you to the room and like get you all settled in or like tucked in bed? And instead of that, Katie's just like yelling at her and like provoking her. Yeah. And Katie's also wasted. Well, that's the thing is Katie's also really drunk. But she does a better job at like hiding. She's it. not tequila Katie, but she's like she's really like, not in top top form. Yeah. And so she's like just like betting in Kristen's space and like taking the glasses and then t- like screaming at her to sit down, which like a drunk person is never gonna do that. Right. Especially when they're on like a Kristen level of drunk where she clearly wants to be physical with her body. <laughs> she tried. <laughs> and then Kristen falls over the table. And yeah. like gets tangled up in like the stools. I felt it was embarrassing. It made me feel weird. It made me, the face she made when she fell was kind of like the face she made when like Saucy slapped her, where she just kind of looks like stunned that this is happening in front of the cameras. Yeah. Like I've definitely, I've been so drunk that I've fallen over yeah. and it felt exactly like that. Where right. You just didn't expect that to be the case and you're like embarrassed, but you need to like shake it off and like move on with your life. Yeah. And, like, I just, I feel like Kristen, picking on Kristen in this type of scenario is just, like, very low-hanging fruit. Right. But they also have no other fruit to pick at this point. So, <laughs> yeah, it's they, like, this there's is limited options happen. here. Yeah. yeah. Um, then Katie makes Schwartz put Carter on the phone to, like, yell at him. That was so weird. That was bizarre. And it's also, like... But Carter was also being a total... I mean, Carter was being a dick back to her, but it wasn't clear what she wanted to get out of that experience because she would kind of like fix Kristen. She's drunk. And he was like, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. And and then Katie's like trying to be like, it feels like she's trying to be like the Stassi of the situation where she's trying to be like the scary, like confrontational person who like has like the power, but it's like, you're Katie Maloney. Like (laughs) the respect is not there. Right. Um, then Stasi reveals that Carter doesn't pay for anything and doesn't do anything. That was actually, uh, and I think she genuinely didn't, she seemed like she was genuinely surprised by herself that she said that. Yeah. And clearly it was something she was not supposed to say on camera. Mm-hmm. Cause she seemed like shook by that. Yeah. And I was like, is she acting right now? Like, is she like planning um, the seed and then being I mean, like, oh my God, I wasn't supposed but like, I think it was like a little bit of both. Where I think she- a little bit of both. I think that, you know, I think Saucy genuinely cares about her relationship with Kristen. And like, I'm sure that like they've talked about Kristen supporting Carter. And I don't think that was something that she was supposed to say out loud. Yeah. So, Basically, Kristen is again in a relationship with a man where she pays for everything they everything. do. And I need Kristen to get her own like Randall with a PJ or just like oh, live Randall. out loud. 
There has to be something, but I really, and maybe this is my own like single dumb and needing to like believe this, but I really hope there's an, if there's something in between James Kennedy and Randall, like I need some, I need like a happy medium, you know, of someone who can like support himself and maybe support me sometimes, but like, isn't Randall. Yeah. You know, I just like, like I want like a Randall's zest for life (laughs) and his drive which i do and have to his charisma his, he does have charisma <laughs> does he if you follow him on instagram and you watch his like instagram stories i'm kind of like here for his energy but i'm also like is he ski like what's the deal like i forgot too because i've been wondering like where the money really comes from but then someone reminded me that he is the exact producer of power oh uh-huh. so he's got that like crazy tv money right so That's then it powers all- on powers like stars show Power, according to this person that DM'd me, is like the one of the top rated cable shows. Oh, I can, behind I can Game see of that. Thrones. Like, okay, it's like all Game right, all right. Power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, respect. Okay, so the private jets, like suddenly everything fell into place and made sense. For yeah, me. but like, I need like a Randall energy and bank account and like a bow body. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. With like a James, a sober James Kennedy personality. Got it. Okay. And I just need Tom Schwartz. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just, let me just have Tom Schwartz. You can have him. He's all yours. Great. I won't fight you for him. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Oh my today. God, thanks for having me. What a treat. This is such a treat. Tell everyone where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Lewis Peitzman. Um, and that's about it. I'm between jobs right now. I much like James that. Kennedy. So <laughs> yeah. we're just making it work. Aren't we all? Um, you have to find Lewis's Vanderbump Rules thread. I update it every you- week with a new you know screen grab from the episode so many thoughts there so much to marinate on and yeah until next time bye bye because i know i know i'm feeling because i know i know i know